0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 3363 today we're continuing our series of looks at the return of the Jedi from a certain point of view short story collection celebrating the 40th anniversary of the film it's the Boba Fett story today and yeah I've got an opinion or two about it actually it's really more about Boba Fett in specific punch it Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7 by 7 your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So Tara Sim has the honor of writing the Boba Fett story entitled Reputation in the From a Certain Point of View collection, and it basically reinforces my idea that Boba Fett is just ultimately a chump. I am still unimpressed by Boba Fett... <laughs> And this story does nothing to disabuse me of that notion. Now interestingly, this story also actually ties itself pretty directly to the War of the Bounty Hunters comic series and all the tie-ins that happen. And we talked about that on the podcast not this year, <laughs> it was a year or two ago maybe, but um, that's where we find out that the carbon block, that the carbonite block that Han Solo had been frozen in was not entirely stable. And so Boba Fett, in trying to get to a place where he could get it stable, had it stolen from him and there's all sorts of hijinks about getting it back, but Boba finally is able to deliver it and in the meantime, Jabba's put a price on Boba Fett's head because he's mad about the whole situation. So the story does actually delve into that and the fact that you know Bib Fortuna was kind of surprised to see Boba Fett showing up at Jabba's palace with the block and Boba Fett saying yeah you better pay me Jabba ends up saying that hey I'll even pay you more if you continue to work for me and so Boba Fett, in thinking about this, is realizing that he's become a status symbol. He's thinking about his reputation, he's trying to become the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy, but Jabba is referring to him as a mercenary, and so now essentially Jabba is just burnishing his own reputation as a crime lord by having Boba Fett in his more direct and exclusive employ, and thus keeping Boba Fett away from Crimson Dawn, and also potentially using him as a weapon against Crimson Dawn. Meanwhile, it turns out that for a brief time, Dengar was at Jabba's palace as well, which, oh, like, if I don't like Boba Fett, I don't like Dengar more. But at least Boba Fett gets one over on him. He bets him 20 credits, which seems like among bounty hunters like a real paltry sum, but he bets Dengar 20 credits that the Rebels are gonna come back after Han Solo, and indeed they do. And at one point, Boba Fett is thinking that he doesn't like Jabba's showboating. The fact that he's going through all this trouble to make an elaborate death out of our heroes. (laughs) It very much put me in mind of Seth Green's character, Scott, in the Austin Powers movies, where he's like, why don't we just, I can just kill him right now. And... Austin Powers, or Mike Myers as Dr. Evil, is going, shh, sh, sh, and all those things, right? When he's going, look, we can just do it right now. And there's also a really amazing line in here about how you know Boba Fett being aware that uh, Jabba was using him. And it says, it was nothing new to Boba. After all, his own existence as a bounty hunter was the price paid to run the biggest trafficking operation the galaxy had ever seen i think they're talking about the creation of the clones although you know maybe there's something i'm missing but holy cow to describe it like that i mean oh yeah (laughs) it definitely puts a different light on the whole clone situation which you know if you sit with it for any length of time you'll probably arrive at a similar situation or conclusion yourself but ultimately the story leads to the battle at the sarlacc pit which In the movie it does look like boba fett takes notice of r2d2 scurrying off and that maybe that's why he's so quick to join the battle and it turns out at least from this story's point of view that's not the case like he chides himself for letting his guard down and for not you know suspecting anything with the robots or anything like that so it seems like yep even that was a little bit of a failure but he manages to get out into the battle anyway and he talks about it or at least his inner narrative is about how he's earned his reputation and he's not going to let it be ruined so easily which is of course hysterical the way he goes out in the movie. And there's a bit in here, too, about Boba Fett looking at Jabba and thinking, you know, what would it be like if I was running the show instead of this giant slug, basically, right? Which is naturally a nod to all the Book of Boba Fett fans out there, so there's that, too. But anyway, reputation is well done by Tarasim and also completely reinforces my own... (laughs) theories and feelings about Boba Fett so that was definitely fun to have happen as well and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast so it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be